0: Welcome to Radio Rehab. If you would like to contact us, the email is radio rehab at gotoproductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511, even when we're not in studio, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. This week, my guest co-host is a good friend of mine, Colleen R. She's been a huge part of my recovery for as long as I can remember, a part of my life for even longer, and I'm glad to have her on the show. The first episode of the week is... We always get to know the guests, so let's get to know Colleen. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Colleen, who I've known um oh my god, since I was a teenager. And now I'm old.
1: And if you're old, I'm old. <laughs>
0: well, there's that, yeah. This, I'm really glad um, to have you on the show. I'm really looking forward to a conversation with you because I think it's really important to have well, mainly women with a good recovery. So let's talk about how long you've been clean because you just had a birthday on
1: March 28th. I had 32 years clean and sober.
0: That's a good start. I've always wanted to say that to someone who hasn't shit a lot of time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's really a 24-hour thing, right? But so that's, I got now.
0: That's amazing. So I'm guessing there was a point in your life where that would have seemed completely impossible. Oh,
1: my God. I remember the first time I went to a, the Alano Club in the town where I got sober, and somebody had seven months. <gasps> oh, my God. Seven months. That was really long. That was that was beyond my wildest dreams.
0: Seven so, months. Yeah. yeah. I remember crazy. that moment. That's amazing that you remember that. Oh yeah, that you just remember like that one little thing. Joe. Of seven months.
1: Joe had seven months.
0: Did Joe stay clean?
1: I have no idea. I know there's some people. But, you use... know, a lot of people from back then didn't. Right. The, the reality is, is not a lot of people do.
0: Yeah, there's like a percentage of us that make it, and then a percentage of us that don't. And I always forget what that is, but I know that they say that in order to make it, you have to stay um, in the middle, or else you get picked off how somebody described it to me. I know. I was like, that's very National Geographic.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's kind of... I haven't heard that one. When when I was new, the, the, um, the counselor everybody went to, who I actually... Now I know he probably had absolutely no credentials, but he was our counselor. And he always would say, one in 37 dies clean. So Ooh. that was the stat I heard at the time. And again, I don't know if it was real, but...
0: And how old were you when you started using?
1: Oh... <laughs> how old was I when I started? Well, you know, what's funny is I actually think of how old was I when I started doing anything I could to get out of how I felt?
0: Oh, so, that's better.
1: So little kid, I mean, I, I would walk down the street reading books and run into telephone poles because I didn't want to be where I was. Oh, right? okay. So I so that was like the first conscious get myself out of myself that I can right. remember. My mom started getting me high when I was like nine. Um, giving
0: me alcohol pot why do you know what was it like she so liked you'd be me quiet? better
1: oh wow yeah she liked me better
0: so wow so when you were nine mm-hmm. and then did you but obviously so you liked it well then I found or, it in oh, her okay. House. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> yes <sighs> and I
1: became quite proficient
0: right <laughs> and then you liked it yeah I liked
1: it okay Yeah. Actually, I didn't like the pot, but I liked just not feeling the way that I felt. So then I started doing whatever it took to have that. So alcohol was the easiest to get. Mm -hmm. um, But boys, which became men, which became running away, anything to get me out of how I felt.
0: So that started when you were like for as long as you can remember.
1: Totally. At puberty, it started getting a lot more insane. Right. So when I was nine, I was just, you know, stealing stuff around the house or going to a dance. And I remember putting her brandy in a shampoo bottle to go drink behind the dance, which was really freaking gross. Oh, my God. And trying to get my friends to drink it. And it tasted like shampoo still. I drank it.
0: You'd, of course. Yeah. I have a friend who told me she did the same thing when she was younger, but it was nail polish. And I was oh. like, I mean, no, nail polish remover. I'm sorry. Nail what? polish remover. I know. And she's like, and the vodka still tasted like nail polish remover. And I'm like, yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> well, it's alcohol. <laughs> <All right>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's true. With a little acetone. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. There is alcohol in it. That's true. That's true because it's one of those things they won't let you have in rehabs. So that's true. It's like who's gonna drink that? Oh, my friend. Actually, Me? yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Depending on how bad things get. Yeah. And so, like, it's different when you think when you talk about it like this because um, when I think about when I stopped, you know, where when I started wanting to just be somewhere else. That was like way earlier than whenever I started using because it's yeah. like oh, I was started using at this age. But it's like no, I started doing other stuff and and fantasizing about being somewhere else. And, you know,
1: yeah, pretty much I um, I look at it, at least for me, is when did that that ism start? When did the stuff start that preceded the drinking, the drugs the whatever? When? And that's the stuff that I carry with me today. And it's all about how how do we deal with that?
0: Right. Right. And how do you deal with that
1: now? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You You don't drink or use. That is the thing that you don't do. Right. Because it doesn't fix it. So whatever is screwing you up and making you all upside down. Drinking and
0: using will not make it better, I promise. That's the uh, one thing I heard this old-timer say that was so funny. Because I always say, like, a drink's not going to make it better. But he said something when he used to yell out in the end of the meeting, there's nothing a drink won't make worse. And he was like, that's so funny. I never thought, because that really makes sense to me. It's like, because in my my mind, I could see how it might make something better for a second. But it also will definitely make it worse. Pretty much everything. Yeah.
1: So totally. I think he was very wise.
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah. Ornery, All those... it
1: sounds like, but wise. Oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's funny because it was like at the end of meetings when they used to ask for specific announcements and they don't even ask for that announcement anymore. And It's so funny. <laughs> well, there's like, shut up, old guy. But no, that's so that's something that's so true. There is nothing a drink won't make worse. Yeah. And um, I learned that the hard way. Yeah. Um, well, I I dealt with things wrong and um <laughs> that's something Yeah, I know. I think so. That's something I want to talk about on um our next episode and that is what to do when you lose someone um in recovery. Special thanks to my guest, Colleen, for being on the show this week. Big thanks to you guys for listening. Be sure and check us out tomorrow when our topics will be death and recovery and higher power, what that means to us. Keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll is all my brain and body need. Sex and drugs and rock and roll.